Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, I said to Joey, and I, I got a scratch in my throat, so I might end up coughing here. Of course, Robin Zander, lead of Chief Tricks, 71 years old today. And that's what you're listening to. But I said, you know, listen, we got to get both sides of the story. We had Speaker Ritter on earlier about the possible special session. I was like, let's give Vince a call. Uh, so, uh, uh, Representative Vince Candelora joining us now and. Right now, I'm Brian and Company. Perfect. Thank you, Vince. We appreciate you coming on, shouting on us. How are no, you? Good morning. Happy to happy to come on. So doing well, thanks. I yeah. feel like you know this this EV thing. It started it's kind of partisan. I feel like it's actually a healthy conversation. Uh, there's there's issues of equity, affordability, infrastructure. It has a lot of nuances to it, and so I and in some ways, I'm sort of glad that it's expanded and wasn't just sort of made a decision behind closed doors. Uh, what is your thought on this pending potential special session? And it sounded like uh, Speaker Ritter seems in the mindset of making some sort of compromise. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's right now what we're seeing is sort of a, a, you know, a fumble that's sort of kicking around the field and everyone's piling on top of it. So I'm not sure really where they're going to land. Um, and I don't think it's a good way to do this. I think there should be public hearings. We, we have plenty of time to do this during the session. We don't need to rush into it. Where Connecticut is unique from other states is other states could do it through their agencies. So bureaucrats behind closed doors could just bless the regulations that go into effect. And that's how it happened in Massachusetts, New York, and, and a few other states. But in Connecticut, it has to come before the legislature because of our regs review process. And that committee said, the legislature, the ten, uh, 14 people on the committee said, we're not doing it, um, and it's pushed it to, to us now. I think there has to be a lot of logistics work through. Um, you know, the, the first question to answer is, can our electric grid handle this? We have a regulatory agency in Connecticut that has put zero dollars into investment for Eversource and UI. And in fact, UI, you know, they have not put any money into this grid, and they'll tell you we have no money to invest. So we've got to answer that question first before we, we take a look at these EVs. You know, the regs are they're pretty broad. You know, the California regs ban hybrids. They don't allow you to have them, um, well, which no, is something it, we have. Well, let me just clarify a couple of things because yeah. I, the, the California thing is about not selling new gas-powered vehicles correct. by 2035. But I also want to, you know, listen, and I, I, I'm I'm – I'm open-minded about all of this, and I think affordability is a massive issue. I can't afford one myself, so yeah. I think equity is an issue. But I think the infrastructure argument isn't as strong as the other arguments, actually, because you got 10 years to build out the infrastructure. So you but think you it's don't. the first question, but I don't think it's the first question. I think it's the second or the third. Well, the second and the third definitely impacts the first, but here's the reality. We have to double our electric generation in Connecticut to implement this. So you think 10 years is far away. It's not. DACO bus company looked into upgrading their grid to just, just electrify their fleet. And there's, there's a lot. That, DACO in New Britain is huge. They were told it will take them eight years to build out that grid just for them. 
So you think about what needs to be done in order to fully electrify. It's a lot. You know, we have over 3 million vehicles. When we start phasing them out, it, it's significant. So I do think it's an important part of the conversation, okay. especially that, you know, we're an electric cul-de-sac. We don't have hydro. Um, that got rejected. We don't have the ability for the waste energy plants. Natural gas, we, we don't have the ability to bring in. So it's an important question. The affordability is huge, and that's where the voters are saying, I can't afford this. I don't want it. And certainly that's putting a lot of political pressure on the issue. And that's an important one, too. I totally agree. Well, we're talking with Vince Candelora, of course, Republican uh, leader in the House. My question is, can you explain to me why there's a need to do a special session on this as opposed to just do it in the regular session? So there isn't. I think the Democrats want to get it off the table. You know, I don't I don't think they want this to consume the entire session. And that's that's what it would do. And what we're seeing now is there's really sort of this legislative gymnastics to do anything to try to get a win just to take it off their table. Um, and, you know, there's still not really consensus on what's going to happen. Um, and I think, though, we probably both sides agree this is something we're going to have to revisit over the next decades. Um, you know, especially as you're seeing what's really popular are the hybrids. And the problem with the California regs the, the current models of hybrids are not allowed under these standards. And that's something that I think nationally needs to be tackled because I think people can get behind the hybrid. Right. Um, well, they what, have a problem full electric. So what's interesting about what Speaker Ritter said, he, he mentioned hybrids multiple times, and it sounded like his compromise, it sounded like he was saying, okay, well, we're okay with, you know, sort of pivoting, and focusing on hybrids, right. and we can revote on it in three years. I mean, is that? But, but, but here's the legal reality: we have two choices. You adopt the California regs, or, or you federal. adopt the federal. Right. You you can't start picking and choosing, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, and then we'll probably running a foul of federal law, and we could come in and be sued. And then before we know it, we're stuck with the California model. My suggestion is that we pull away from California. Let's adopt the federal because the federal is being much more methodical about this process. And frankly, it's you know roughly what, 30, 38 states or, or, or 40 states are part of the federal model. Um, I'd rather be with that majority than you know about a dozen states that have adopted the California one, which is really struggling. I mean, we all recognize that. So that would be my, my recommendation. You know, we only have a minute and a half here with uh, Representative Vince Candelora here on Brian and Company. Uh, Two quick questions. One is, are you surprised at how this is sort of, I mean, I know what Connecticut's a little bit sleepy on the news cycle stuff, but are you surprised this is kind of becoming a bigger story? Um, you know, I'm not surprised the issue is out there because nationally you're just, you're seeing in the news, Hertz sold off their fleet, Ford is shutting down their manufacturing line. So I'm not surprised it's a big story. What I am surprised is that, um, you know, the Democrats are going to try to do this a week before session begins. I mean, it's really sort of, you know, coming out of the holidays and wake up and surprise, we're going to have some sort of regulation that's going to affect all of us for the rest of our lives. It's it's a little bit impactful. And that's what I'm a bit surprised of. The pushback, I mean, people are really waking up. And that, that does surprise me because people generally are very uninterested in politics. But this one's really got their attention. And last question, any other priorities? You know, obviously, it's a bigger conversation and we'll have it hopefully at some yeah. point. But for the upcoming session for you and your caucus. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of different issues. For me, I think it's our children. You know, we, we still, we need to get them reengaged. We need to help them with, 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 with school, with, with their successes there. 
and with juvenile crime. I mean, we're in a bad pathway, I think, for, for our, our kids. And so we've got to put more emphasis into what are the best practices to get these kids to succeed. Yeah. Vince, thank you so much for jumping on. It's really important us here on the show to, to give sure. all sides of the perspective. And obviously when things start cranking up, um, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, Representative Vince Candelora joining us here.